Hi there. I thought today we'd get back to the book of Ephesians, uh, where we were reading in Ephesians chapter 1 a couple of podcasts ago. And um, I want to remind us of some things that we pulled out of that. <laughs> There's a lot to pull out of the book of Ephesians. Uh, in fact, one of the things as we're reading through this that I'm reminded of uh, from Rick Renner's teachings that he gets to chapter six after you go through five chapters of Ephesians, you get to chapter six and he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the, and the power of his might. And then he goes into the weapons of our warfare, not carnal. I mean, the, then he goes into, not that, that's somewhere else. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> then he goes into about the armor of God and, and the wearing of the armor. And the finally, though, when he says finally, he's saying, if you don't remember anything else I'm saying, remember this. And so the things that we're going to be discovering, the riches and glory that, that are told to us in Ephesians 1 through 3, um, he, he says in chapter 6, if you don't remember any of that, remember this. You're going to have to warfare to walk these things out. It will, it will attract warfare into your life. The devil comes to steal kill and destroy. And so um, uh, fear not, my little children. It gives our, fa our Father good pleasure to give us the kingdom. But, you know, it's like the, the remember the uh, parable about the sower sows the seed and the birds come immediately to steal the seed away? When you get a revelation of something, the demons are coming right away with trouble to steal the seed away. But you hold on to the promise. You hold on to what the Word says and, um, and you will win you become the overcomer. So in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, we, were, we were reminded that in verse 4, I think it is, according as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. And we were talking about, you know, praying for our households and, and being an intercessor. And uh, we had talked about Lazarus coming out of the grave and, and being loosed and set free that um, we've been chosen chosen before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blame before Him in love. So God has a planned destiny for every human being. And, um, and that's what we make intercession for. You know, is, 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 I don't know about you, I don't pray that, that diligently for myself. Uh, and yet I can pray for somebody else and reap the same reward. Because he said uh, that, that, that you would receive a hundredfold return in this age and in the age to come eternal life for all you give into the gospel. So when you're praying for others, you are giving into the gospel. You're praying to help them get to the, the highest and the best that they can be. And um, then you can reap that reward also for your own life. It's better to pray for others than it is to pray for yourself. Because love is, is, does not seek its own. And so when, and love is what never fails. So if love's not going to seek its own, then you're seeking it for someone else. But guess what? You reap the reward. You receive a hundredfold return. And Isaiah 58 tells us that the, that we will, our healing will come in that. So uh, spending our time praying for others and, and what do I pray? Well, knowing that they have a particular destiny that's uniquely theirs. Do you remember on that verse uh, a few times back? I shared with you from the Divine Romance uh, by Jean Edwards about how 
in the beginning, before time ever was, before there was ever anything else, that God was alone, but he was pure love. So pure love needed a place of expression. And, and when he got the revelation of there could be another, there could be another, he, could, he, he exploded within himself and all the portions were scattered out and I got a portion, you got a portion, and maybe you've not received your portion yet. And if you haven't, talk to the Lord and ask Him, say, Lord, I want, I want, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to come into my life. I want the portion that you've set aside for me from before the foundation of the world. Amen. And you are in for a, a treat. I remember the first time I received Christ into my life, and the next day, I was so exhilarant and so overwhelmed with the love of God. It's just a wonderful experience. So I encourage, I encourage you in that. And um, so uh, before the foundation of the world, and he predestined us unto, uh, us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And then it, you came on down to verse 10. It said, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Now remember, Christ means the anointing or the anointed one. The anointing literally, if you back it up a couple of times, means to furnish what is needed. So Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. Uh, Christ, uh, the dispensation of the fullness of times. And folks, we're getting it to the end of this age. We're coming. That's what all this rumbling and all this topsy-turvy and all this uh, chaos. You got kingdom versus kingdom. You got two ages coming, an age coming to an end. And it's, it's been explained like a, a vortex. And, and if, you, if you let the, the water out of the bathtub, you know, it, it drains slowly, slowly, slowly. But when it gets down towards the end... <laughs> It starts going faster and faster, and that's what's happening. We're in we're at that time in the age, so that's creating a lot of the chaos. But the dispensation of the fullness of the times that He might gather together in one all things in Christ. Now, when you you and I received our portion of Christ, we received that anointing. We received an anointing uniquely to us individually. We receive that anointing, and that's how God's bringing everything back together. So I just encourage, as I'm even speaking right now, all of us to think about, Lord, where is my anointing? What, what is it that you have assigned me to do? I want to be sure and be faithful to what you've assigned for me to be in the right place, the right church, to, be in, to uh, uh, do the right things. I want to be in the right career. I want to be in the right... Um, place of influence you know i want to be in in proper order because the kingdom we're in a, a whole world out of order this world system is out of order satan's got it completely out of order and that's one of the chaos and it's coming to an end and jesus is going to come and put everything right and so um we're uh that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. So I want to be gathered in. We're going to be gathered in by our anointings. And so it's important that we are um, abiding in that anointing 
that we understand what I'm called to do. You know, we, we need to, um, uh, and, and we need to understand our anointing. Uh, and so, uh, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things out after the counsel of his own will. And I had shared with you about how I was so easily distracted at, and trying to do too many things at one time. And I finally asked the Lord, show me how to work like you do. And he took me to that scripture that the purpose of him who works all things out after the counsel of his own will. So basically God thinks about it before he gets up and does it. He doesn't just fly off by the seat of his riches. <laughs> he, he, you know, in the beginning, uh, he said, let us make man in our image, uh, the human being in our image. And, uh, he and the Holy Ghost and the Son and the Word of God discussed it. And then they worked everything out after the counsel of their own will. Jesus found in the scriptures the words about him when he found it in the scripture. And it's so many times that he found it in the scripture. So uh, find yourself in the scripture and that will be a great guidance for you. And so everything's coming back together, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things out. Well, he's, what he's worked out is everything's coming back together in the anointing. The fall happened in the garden and everything went haywire, upside down and backwards. Well, when Jesus comes on the scene, he's going to move everything right side up and frontwards. And if you've been riding upside down and backwards for years, you're going to be disturbed and that's okay. It can be a good thing. So it's like tearing up your kitchen. If you redo your kitchen, they tear. We, we had our kitchen redone one time. They tear down all the cabinets and they, they just wipe it clean. And it was a mess for several months. And then, but it was beautiful when they got finished with it. So you may be in an upside down state right now, but actually he's putting you right side up. And so um, fear not. It gives your father good pleasure to give you the kingdom and the kingdom works and the kingdom's in order and the kingdom bears fruit. And even though it may hurt for a little while, when the, when the, it's over, the juice of the fruit is wonderful and it just drips down your chin and onto your shirt. It's just good. So don't, don't worry. God is on his throne and the kingdom will rule over all. So in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchase possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. This is a prayer of Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, and it's powerful. This prayer changed my life. I was in a denominational church, didn't know nothing from nothing about nothing, but I had gotten saved at home, and I was reading this, and, and man, this prayer really turned, turned me upside down and backwards. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That is what struck me. The knowledge of God, 
I could have the knowledge of God in the knowledge of him. I cease not to give thanks, making mention of you in my prayers that the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Right then I put my Bible down and said, Lord, I want that. I want the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I'm asking you for that in Jesus' name. Let's just do that right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, those who are listening to my voice right now, we ask you once again to give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. We, we desire a greater knowledge of you, Father. We want to know you better. And we just thank you for it. Make us aware. Uh, cause us to see your glory. Cause us to, uh, to show me your glory. Moses said, show me your glory, Lord. But literally, it's cause me to see your glory, Lord. Cause us, Lord, to see your glory and to have a knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints is. What is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe according to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ in that anointing. You wrought this power, this, this power was brought forth in the anointing. So see, each one of us has a portion of that anointing. And we need to get acquainted with our portion. I need to understand, and, and I, I've been doing this for 40 or 50 years, and I still need a greater understanding of things. So it's, this is an eternal work. It's not something you, you get there and you make it and it's okay. No, it's an eternal. This is going on to eternity. The thing about it is when you leave the earth, you have a lot of the hindrances removed. So you can grow faster. You can know more. You can, you can be open and, and learn more quickly because you won't have the hindrances of earth life and the fallen nature still contending with. So when you wrought in Christ, when you raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. So the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believed was uh, wrought in Christ. And we'll see that in a minute. We look at these different powers. Uh, when he was raised from the dead and he, he was seated in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and the name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now I'm going to read it to you um, also from the message Bible because uh, it, this is powerful. I read this one time and I, I, when the next time I was in church, I was telling my friend, do you know what I saw today? Jesus is Lord over everything. <laughs> it just really went off inside of me. So, well, let me, let me finish showing you the different powers first. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power? This power here is dunamis, miracle working power. He said, you will be clothed with power, dunamis, from on high when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, Jesus told them on the road to Emmaus. So that power is a miracle. It's a, it's a miracle working power. So what is the exceeding? He wants our eyes to be open to see the exceeding greatness of the miracle working power of the dunamis, miracle working power of God which is what came on them on the day of Pentecost. 
to us who believe according to the working, now this word working here, we get our word energy from, energeia, energeia, however you pronounce the Greek, the, uh, according to the energy working of his mighty power. Mighty has to do with forcefulness and power has to do with dominion. So every expression of God's power was released at the resurrection. And you've got the, the uh, authority. You have the dunamis, the miracle working power. You have the energy, you have the forcefulness of God, and you have the dominion. All of that, is, it took, he, he released all of that. And it says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him in his own right hand in heavenly places. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened to this, that we may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his forceful dominion, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. See, he, he puts that into us. The, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us now and quickens our mortal body. Man, we are just dynamos. We are dynamos. We just need to learn how to stir up the gift within us. Amen. And we need to believe it. I just encourage us all to believe it today. Let's not let this go. You know, that's one thing, I, and I know I've said these things before, some of them, because, because they're worth saying. But uh, the, the one thing that uh, I do at communion is I think back on this, this power that God has, this life of the anointed life of Christ in us, the hope of glory and how, how powerful he's washed all the sin away and then replaced it with his riches and glory. Oh, gee. And to learn how to talk and how to release the power of God out of our words. It's just death by chocolate is so good. <laughs> it's so good. So I, I use communion as a good time to examine myself and say, no, I've been more afraid here than I have been faith filled. And, and to, uh, adjust myself, you know, uh, uh, adjust myself to uh, faith and adjust myself to the power of God that's in me. So let's do that right now. Amen. Let's just say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just ask you to forgive us wherever we've fallen short of all that you've done for us, Lord. We want to be... Um, Strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. So we thank you for that, Lord. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to teach us and train us and shape us, frame us, and educate us. And we thank you for it. We want to be faithful to your call on us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next time. Amen. What a great teaching. You know, Mary Jean's teaching from her book, Woman Imagine. Years ago when Mary Jean was asking the Lord what her position was in the kingdom of God, he revealed to her the woman's purpose, position, and power. And she's written two books, 
Woman imagines being the latest one, and they're great for a daily devotional or for a small ladies group. But if you'd like to get these, the address is on the bottom of the screen. I know they'll be a blessing to you.